Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hike Your Life, IGTV's number one hiking show on the planet. My name is Thurl Alexander and I'll be your host. This episode is sponsored by Friday Outdoors. That's F-R-I-D-I-E Outdoors. Diversifying the camping world with a camping app that teaches and shows all the know-hows to camping. Download the app for free today in the Apple or Google Play Store. Our guest tonight is Jesse from Instagram account at yosjohn316. That's at yosjohn316. He is an Arizona resident who has adventured and explored every corner of the state and does not consider himself a hiker, but rather more of an adventurer and an explorer. If you would like to watch a live episode of the show, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Instagram handle at thorough underscore Alexander. That's T-H-U-R-R-O underscore Alexander. The show airs every Tuesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and 6 p.m. Pacific. Check your local time zone. Without any further ado, let's start the show. Jesse, uh, tell us about yourself, man. Are you a crime-fighting vigilante, uh, an illegible bachelor, uh, a dad? Who are you? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to start off by saying I am a dad. No, I'm not an, uh, an, elig- an eligible bachelor. Um, I am a, uh, a father of three. I have two boys, um, 32 and 28. and I have a daughter that's 11, so I have that gap in between. So um, I am a combat veteran. I always say that because I'm very proud of the fact that I served my country. I served in the Gulf War combat, in the combat zone. I was actually a tank driver, participated in probably one of the big, biggest, if not the biggest historic tank battle ever recorded in wartime history and that was in the border of kuwait I mean, i'm sorry border of saudi arabia and kuwait and and iraq so it was a pretty big thing so okay man i i, I would have never guessed that that's hey you and i off the show we got to talk about that one of these days man uh because you know, i am a big military buff details that i left out in talking with you so and let me just say thorough it's always it's been a pleasure talking to you ladies i just want to say to the folks out there this guy is the nicest guy i have ever met so just to, i just want to put that aside so i appreciate that man okay i appreciate that so let me ask you man uh i know you were in the military you spent time out there in kuwait and stuff what actually sparked your interest in the outdoors and hiking in general how, how did you get into that well you know so um i i i shared it with you um and, and i and i have been really thinking about that that question again um you know my i lost my dad in 2011 to mesothelioma cancer and this man as far as I knew, growing up, collected, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the magazines, Arizona Highway magazines. And Arizona Highway magazines is uh, a magazine dedicated to showing the beauty of Arizona, the natural beauty, um, 
everything about Arizona. And he worked 36 years of his life and always said that when he retired, he was going to take time to see all these beautiful places that he had bookmarked, dog-eared. This man collected probably over 500 magazines throughout his life. And, and uh, when he retired from his job, soon after that, he was diagnosed with cancer. And he never was able to fulfill that promise that he made to afford himself to go see the natural beauty of Arizona. So and long story short, on kind of like on a 20, uh, I want to say at least 72 hours before he died, he, he told me that he wished for me to see all the places that he ever dreamed about to go see and to share them with my kids and you know and you know the public or you know at that time it was just the kids and stuff but to share to share the uh, the beautiful beautiful places of Arizona because my dad loved Arizona he loved the history all of that you know and uh, when he told me that he said you know, I told you that if you take care of your job, your job will take care of you. I'm changing that and asking that take care of yourself and, and, and doing the things that you love to do and the things that you've always wanted to do. And if I, if I could fulfill his wishes by going out to the places that he had never seen before. So... That inspired me to go do those things and to share them with my kids. And then it just spread out to do it to, uh, for myself. And then, as, as, as I shared with you, I, I am a combat veteran. And I, do, I am a person that has PTSD. The only way that it seems to have worked for me to manage my PTSD, because you can never, you can never, it, it's, it's not like a cold, like you get over it. It's something that you learn how to manage in your life, you know, and it took, and it's taken, because I still continue to see counseling and stuff to help me manage it. But counseling has taught me how to manage it, and hiking and exploring and adventuring has been my outlet for that so it inspired me so again short to shorten that 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 my answer is i was inspired by my dad oh, uh sorry for your loss and and thanks for letting us know how you got started so jesse i don't know if you're aware but the show uh we have a game show and it's actually time for that game show. But before we get into that, uh, tonight's game show is sponsored by Kia Outdoors, building innovative gear so you can adventure better. And right now, Kia has just come out with this beautiful uh, water straw. This is my perfect uh, water straw, or my personal water straw, sorry. And I use it to, you know, filter water if you're out there. And they also have another product called the Kia Stash. So this bad boy right here is actually a trash bag that you can use. It's a portable trash bag you can use to store your trash. It has an uh, inside liner to it as well. 
so you can, and it's smell proof, so you can store any smelly trash. Another good use for it that I showed in one of my YouTube videos is if you don't have a water container, you can actually use that to collect and transport water as well so you won't die of thirst out there. So, oh, and just for playing the game show tonight, Jesse, uh, you're going to get one of those products. So after the show, I'll talk to you how you can receive one of those products. So here are the rules uh, for the game show, Jesse. You have five questions. Three are multiple choice. Two are true and false. Don't worry. We do have lifelines to help you. So you have two 50-50s, which you can use. The audience can actually help you all throughout the show, uh, throughout the questions. They can always help you. You can just ask them for help, or they can just chime in themselves. And worst comes to worst, man, hey, if you don't have any lifelines or anything like that, I'm a nice guy. I don't mind giving you a clue. Here's your first question. They start off easy, and they get a little bit hard. Here's your first question. Which of the following landscapes does not currently exist in Arizona? Is it A, mountains, B, canyons, or C, glaciers? True. <laughs> glaciers. Definitely. So, yeah, glaciers are definitely non-existent right now. Uh, back in the day during the Ice Age, most likely, we know glaciers carve canyons and things like that. All right, man, so you're doing pretty good. Here's your second question. True or false? It never snows in the Arizona deserts. Bro, you've been here. It's false. That is correct. So, hey, I've seen it snow in Sedona. Uh, I know up there in Flagstaff it snowed uh, a couple weeks ago. I think maybe, as strange as it sounds, Scottsdale had a little sprinkle, man. So it does happen out here. All right, man, you're doing pretty good, Jesse. Here is your third question. Multiple choice. Which of the following canyons is not located in Arizona? Is it A, Sabino Canyon, B, Caprock Canyon, C, Boynton Canyon, or D, Walnut Canyon? Which of those canyons is not in Arizona? Uh, what was the second one? Cap Caprock. Second one was Caprock Canyon. Caprock. I would go with Caprock. That is correct because Caprock Canyon is in Texas, and I've actually been there. And if you're in Texas, uh, in the northern uh, Panhandle, that's actually a great park that you can also see bison. They have beautiful red rock scenery. Uh, the same that's out there and Sedona. All right, man, you're doing pretty good, and it gets harder still. So here's your fourth question, Jesse. True or false? You could face up to 10 years. Keyword here is 10 years. You could face up to 10 years in prison for cutting down a saguaro cactus. Is that true? Um, false. I would say false. I so the answer is false. No, you do. I know you do serve time for vandalism or cutting down saguaro cactus, but I wasn't sure of the of the uh, the amount of time that you do serve. So, the answer, like you said, is false. Uh, 
and you could face up to 25 years in prison for cutting down a cigar old cactus. That's crazy, man. I would have never guessed that, bro, but it is an actual official law here in Arizona. Uh, as we all know, cigar cactus is a, a very it's an endangered species that only grows in Arizona and I believe in the northern parts of Mexico. All right, man, here is your final question, Jesse. Oof, man, from the list below, which of these Arizona trails is the longest? Is it a, the Grand Enchantment Trail, B, the Apache Trail, C, the North Khabib Trail, or is it D, the Tonto Trail? Which one of those trails is the longest? And remember, you have some lifelines in the audience. They can always help. Man. One, I was expecting to hear the trail that I was waiting to hear, but I didn't hear it. Um, I know. You probably thought I was going to throw in the Arizona Trail. Bro, give me a 50 on that. Okay, no problem. So I'll take away to the wrong answer. So is it the Grand Enchantment Trail, or is it the North Khabib Trail that's located in the Grand Canyon? I'm going to have to go with the North Kaibab. Is, is, is that your final answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is correct because the right answer is the Grand Enchantment Trail. So. so <laughs> Yeah, I, so just to let you know, man, the Grand Enchantment Trail is 770 miles long. That runs from Phoenix all the way out to Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Apache Trail, as we all know, is in the Superstitious Mountains. That's only 39 miles long. The North uh, Khabib or Kaibab Trail is in the Grand Canyon. That's only 14.2 miles. And the Tonto Trail is 95 miles long and just to let everybody know the longest trail in arizona is actually the arizona trail that's the one i was waiting on i know it. bro <laughs> so how long is that how long is that uh north Ky um the enchantment trail 770 miles okay 770 miles all right jesse so just for playing the game show you're going to get uh, one of those products from Kill, uh, and we'll talk about that after the show. So let me ask you, man, how do you classify yourself, Jesse? Do you classify yourself as a hiker, an adventurer, or an explorer? And shout out to Rhonda for getting that question right, by the way. I see you in the comments. Right. Yeah, so how do you classify yourself, Jesse? Uh, uh, you know, I started off as... I, I would say a hiker, as you can obviously tell, I don't know trails, probably not as well enough, you know, because I, I'm someone that, that really prefers the off-trail, off-the-beaten-path type of trail. Um, I, 
actually follow game trails and beaten path trails more than I do follow the designated trails, you know, social trails, I, I think they call them too. So, and um, so I would say that I would classify myself as a more an adventurer explorer because I look for things that that have there's a there's something at the end of there, there's a find that I'm looking for as I shared with you before I mean there just to give you a couple there there's a um, there's a World War II B29 plane crash that happened up in Humphreys back in 1949 and I I'm hoping to go look to go find that um, uh, hopefully when the, where all that snow melts like in the summer or something like that so I'm hoping to go out there I know where it's at I've seen it you know through binoculars and stuff so I know where it's at it is a, it is quite a hike uh, or a track to go in there and then in the south part of the state there is some mammoth prehistoric tracks that i want to go look for and i do have i do have the what would they call them the courts for it you know so but just getting out there i just haven't been able to do it because of the weather it just makes it nearly impossible to travel out there so and uh, so those are the type of things that um, I like to go look for, um, you know, waterfalls that are off the beaten path, um, caves that are off the beaten path, ruins that are off the beaten path. So that's why I don't really classify myself as a hiker. I, I always had that adventurous spirit since I was a kid, you know, explored. Right, right. Okay, okay. I, I can feel that, man. So when you're out there exploring, I mean, do you go solo, or do you go with a partner, or are you the the group type of guy? Like, well, like, what, which which one you, is is for you? you? Know, you posted that question, and it was a very intriguing question to ask Earl um, on on Instagram, and I weighed in on it. And honestly, I prefer to go solo. Um, I I just like the thrill of it, and you know, people would say, oh, that's crazy, you know, especially if you're going off trail and, you know, and you don't. And that's just the thrill and the excitement of it, you know, um, uh, uh, to define to the word adventurous or explorer, you know. Um, yeah, I, uh, I prefer to, to do it alone because, and it, and it helps me manage because I'm someone that manages that's managing PTSD and stuff like that. I mean, it 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 helps me. You know, I'm not opposed to groups. I'm not opposed to hiking with or trekking with other or venturing with other people. But honestly, um, I I do select or I I shouldn't say that. I do prefer people that have that adventurous spirit, you know. So what are some of the, have you ever, like, come across anything crazy while being out there solo, man, or uh, anything strange? Mm. Ooh. And, I, you know, you know, Thurl, I, I, I don't, I, I've hiked in, 
Indian reservation land where, I mean, you practically have to get permission to, to hike in there, you know, to, or to track in there, you know. Um, uh, when you're getting blessings from, you know, the tribal leader or the, the tribal medicine man and they're telling you to look out for this or, you know, look out for skinwalkers or look out for Bigfoot and they're, you know, they're giving you a blessing and stuff like that. I've never really have heard them or seen them, but I've seen evidence of them. And evidence to me is, and I think I, I, I shared pictures with you, but, you know, footprints that were not natural footprints. And, uh, and uh, I've, been, I've been screamed at once. But again, I don't really share that story too much, and I and I and I believe I told you why because you know people kind of scoff and laugh at that and stuff, you know. But but people that I, sometimes I have to pay attention to who I'm talking to because normal normally people that I talk to about those things and I stopped doing it. I stopped talking about it was because they don't travel deep and off the trail like I do, you know on the social trails or if that on the designated trails but they don't go beyond you know the trails they don't go you're deep, deep in the wilderness deep in the wilderness i mean you're off the grid kind of thing so yeah but um yeah i got i got screamed at and i and i got i got watched and followed out you know paced out, out oh, so yeah wow okay um, what are, so, wow, man, let me just take that in for a minute. Okay, so what are some other dangers that somebody could run into while hiking in the wilderness out here in Arizona? Because you and I, you know, we were talking, and I believe you even posted in the comments, you were saying sometimes you've actually come across certain drop zones for um, uh, certain cartels and things like that. So what are some of the things that a person would have to watch out for hiking uh, specifically in the Arizona wilderness out yeah. here? Well, like, like in, uh, I did a, a hike uh, or some exploring out in uh, just south of Disney, right at the border of Arizona and Mexico. And um, I was warned that, and I, you know, honestly, I didn't know about it until after I had found what I was looking for. I was actually looking for a haunted, abandoned railroad tunnel. And, and um, I found it. And when I trekked through it, um, the tunnel is dark. It's probably, I think it's like 800 feet long, something like that. I mean, you can see the light from the other side. And uh, as I trekked through, I found discarded clothes water bottles and stuff like that, you know, and in that tunnel, and it was so dark in there. I knew I was at the border, but I didn't realize how dangerous it was, dangerous it was until I met with a, a rancher, and he told me, you know, you have to be careful because um, the cartel do drop zone. They drop their, you know, drugs and right here at the border and, they, and then somebody on the other side picks it up and they so you know you have to be careful when i went out there i was by myself you know oh. um 
Indian reservation land too, they tell you the same thing, you know, drones and helicopters drop off and there's trucks out there in the middle of nowhere picking up um, uh, their stuff. Their stuff. Yeah. So, you know, as, as I said, you pose that question and, and it's a really good, it's a really good question, but I think we, people forget that we live in a border state and there there are risks. It's not the four-legged animals you got to watch out for. It's the two-legged ones, you know. So, you know, if you're out in, in at, at the wrong time, at the wrong at the wrong place at the wrong time, you, I mean, you can get in trouble. I mean, yeah, it's 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 you have to be careful. I I just did a hike out in Ajo, Arizona, which is I think it's like 15 miles away from the border. When you're on the trail. And you see a sign that says, caution, um, human smuggling area, you know. I mean, there's a sign out there and it's telling you to be careful because you're, you know, it, it, you know, you, you do have to consider the risk of that, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you, you spoke up about that, man, because, you know, like you said, when you go hiking in Arizona, you have to keep in mind that this is a border state, and unfortunately, uh, these are the type of risks and the things that are, are going on, and not, not just even here, but, you know, South Cali, uh, southern New Mexico, southern Texas, and I've been hiking in these places. So, you know, those states are, you know, you definitely want to look out for that. All right, man, so, Jesse, it is time for Camping Tips, which is sponsored by Friday Outdoors, diversifying the world with a camping app that teaches and shows the know-hows to camping. You can download the app for free today, and it works offline. Uh, let me get Lestea in here, and let me see what she has for us today. And here she is. Hey, what's going on? Good, good. Making me want to. today. Yeah, you know, it is a sunny day out, so I'm feeling the camping vibes. Uh, for our camping tips today, it's all about making that campfire. So I feel like the most iconic ones are always, some people would call it like the teepee or like the cone shape. Uh, but there's also the pyramid and my favorite, uh, which is the log cabin. I don't know, every time I try and get the logs to go like this i just it always falls so for me if that's something that you relate to on um, the log cabin is a great uh style um it really resembles a cabin very rectangular uh and you'll need the firewood you'll need kindling which is basically skinnier pieces of the firewood and then we also want to have that tender and tender can be you know dried pieces that you pick up off the ground or sometimes I'll even bring lint from my dryer and it's honestly will take off so um, cardboard pieces anything like that and really uh, the inspiration for Friday Outdoors has come from seeing so many people trying to get that campfire going so this is a near and dear uh, tip that is such a great uh, skill to have when you're going out camping so okay and I, I like that I like that dryer, uh, that that lint dryer thing. I, I would have never actually thought about that. Okay, uh, thanks for those camping tips, Lestea, and we will see you next week. Absolutely. Man, those are some good camping tips. Have Have you ever used uh dryer lint to start a, a fire, Jesse? Uh, that's a
popular one. Okay, okay. Yeah, man, I've never actually uh, lit a fire uh, while camping. I've only been car camping from the comforts of my uh, SUV. So <laughs> next time I take yeah, we'll start one. All right, man, I'd appreciate that. Okay, so Jesse, when you go hiking, man, what are some of the things that's in Jesse's backpack? That, well, the obvious things are like, um, like, uh, like I, I use a sensor. Okay, um, I use I do use a uh, a flint, um, a hand flint to again if I needed to start a fire. I do have a magnifying glass, uh, also if I needed to start a fire. I do have a trash bag. A trash bag could be used as an emergency poncho, um, not only just to pick up trash along the way kind of thing, but I also have survey tape because sometimes I do go pretty far in. Uh, trail i mean i'm like literally off the trail and i use the survey tape to to mark areas to find my way back out you know kind of thing and then just um you know you're also your basic stuff your first aid kit and stuff like that which you know fortunately i have had to use it not on myself but on other people that i've run across yeah i was gonna ask that man have you ever had to use any of that stuff while you were out there on yourself or anybody? Yeah, one other item that I do have, and I and I and I did tell you this is I use I have shrink wrap. Um, I use shrink wrap um, because it does well to keep a fracture or or a broken bone in place. Um, I used it at um, I used shrink wrap on a guy that was trail running along the creek and broke his shin jumping over. a Rock. From what he told me, he jumped over a rock, broke his shin, fractured his shin, and was, I mean, I'm on the trail walking back to the parking lot, and I hear this guy screaming for help, you know, and I go down there, and the guy has a fractured shin. He can't even stand up. So what I did, used to shrink wrap to, to break, you know, it's kind of like the ace bandage kind of thing, but I used to shrink wrap to wrap it tightly around to keep it in place and um yeah that, i've also helped out um uh, a young lady that, that was stranded up in boynton canyon uh coming back down from she lost her way freaked out you know because she couldn't find the trail back out and was screaming from the top of her lungs on top of um, on top of this plateau um some of the, some of the people will probably or I know like uh, like Wolf would be familiar with it. Uh, she got lost off the uh, Mushroom Rock Trail up in Sedona, and um, by the time I got to her, her her voice was so hoarse from screaming and yelling that I told her, you know, it probably it probably would have benefited you to have a whistle. That's what they're saying in the comments right now. Yeah, so uh, after that, and I do carry a whistle. So um, sometimes I carry it around my neck. Sometimes I'll put it in my backpack. But ever since ever since um, her and I have stayed in contact, you know, just we stayed in 
contact. And ever since she, every every time I talk to her, she always, um, the times that I've, I've chatted with her, she's always shown me her whistle, you know, I got my whistle. Yeah, man. You know, that's something that's so important, Jesse. And my wife and I, we were watching this movie last night called Back Country. Uh, if you have the app Tubi, it's completely free. It's called Back Country. And that movie was about, and it's based on a true story, was about a couple that was out there hiking in Provincial Park up there in Canada. And, man, a bear ended up attacking attacking them, man, completely mauling the boyfriend. You know, I'm not going to say the whole thing. But at some point, she started screaming. And it's like, I'm just like, should have had that whistle. You know, I remember the conversation you and I had, you know. And as a matter of fact, she did have a whistle. She eventually, she started using the whistle. So, you know, that's definitely something a lot of people, they don't think about. But that whistle is important. Just like you said, screaming and all that stuff, you're using a lot of energy and, and, and you don't realize it. Um, speaking of animal encounters, have you ever encountered? Honored, uh any animals while you were out there in the wilderness solo? Uh, in the wilderness solo, twice. Um, you know, other than your usual rattlesnakes and stuff like that. I, I mean, I, when you see start seeing rattlesnakes and stuff like that, it, it just becomes like. But I, I had an encounter of when I was in Alaska. Um, I, I I hiked into the into the Russian Falls to go, and it was at the height of salmon season. And um, when I went down there, I actually went with another guy, and he was a watch guy. I was going to go down there to fish, and when we went down there, I mean, there was bear sign everywhere. I mean, it was like off the trail, bear paws on the, you know. And I just wanted to go down there just to experience fishing in Alaska for salmon. And at the height of the salmon run, um, people were warning us, and, you know, hey, it, people were warning us that there's bear out there. So I go down there, and uh, and I'm fishing in the middle of this of this of this creek, and uh, I hear crashing coming down, you know, down this uh, this ridge, you know, and the and the the I was just telling my girlfriend this the other uh, just the other night. It, it the 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 brush is so thick, like I, from what I hear, like Oregon, it's so thick that it's they're like tunnels, bear tunnels. It's their pathway to go up up the mountain and down the mountain. Well, this bear was coming down, and before I knew it, girl, I mean, I see a I see a head. I, I kid you not, a heart shaped head with two ears, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just looking at me, and it's just breathing, like, and it smells the fish that I have on it. I already had, like, I already had caught two, and... I'm giving the fish up, bro. What'd you do? He was, he was, he was digging for the, the, he would pick up my stringer, drop it, pick up my stringer, drop it, pick up my stringer, drop it, and then finally he picked it up and carried it off. He just wanted to fish. And my buddy that was watching it he said watching the whole thing he was like let him have a fish don't move don't run or anything don't let he just wants to fish so i let him have the fish uh i ran into a it's funny that you brought up uh the mountain lion encounter i'm not surprised and, and 
the superstitions. My encounter with a mountain lion was in the Sabino Canyon uh, in, in Tucson. Oh. I, actually, it was actually stalking me. And to make a long story short, it jumped on the trail. I instinctly, I didn't even hear it jump. I instinctly, in, instinctively, I turned around to look and I caught it. And it just like, didn't know what to do because I turned around to face it, caught it by surprise, and it, it just it didn't know what like it didn't know what to do. So I had to face it. One of the things you never do on a trail when you're facing a mountain lion, and I I've sent I've sent pictures of mountain lions to you before, but I mean this cat probably weighed about probably about 200 pounds. It can weigh 210, 250, especially. Uh, depending on what type of part of the season they're at. And one thing you never do on a mountain lion encounter is you never lower yourself eye level to pick up a rock. Because when you do that, you're equal to their height. So you stay, as they say, tall. You try to stay big. Um, the one time that I don't carry something metallic on my backpack, which is usually coffee um metal metal uh, cups like uh mugs they 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 don't like metallic metallic sound like say if i was to get the cup and i was like to call something they don't like that you know they they, they 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 can't handle that what i did and i heard this and it and i i'm just gonna say it worked for me i'm not saying it's gonna work for everybody else but i picked up my um my walking stick and I pointed it at it and it just, just like it freaked and it, it did like a and it took and it jumped up this ridge and it just kept going so it was like it knew it, it thought you had a rifle or something like right right and they don't like they know because they they get hunted in, in the state of Arizona, so they know, and they don't like to be pointed at or something. Have something pointed out, you know? Well, does it work all the time? No, but I had heard that it does work, so I tried that once, and that was the one only time that I've ever had to I had tried it, and it did work. Oh man, I can't lie. I've never ever heard anything like that, man. And that was pretty ingenious, man. Like I'm just picturing the whole thing. Right now, man, like, I, honestly, I don't know what I would have done, man. Um, I know I would have never thought of that. You know, you, you don't go eye level. That's the biggest mistake you could ever do. Other than turning your back and take off running, they like the chase. But I, I will tell you, Thoreau, that, I mean, you have to stay calm. Because when, you're, when you panic and, and, you, and you're fearing for your life, you 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 uh you're not thinking uh i i i've known people that have had whistles and have gotten lost and have been screaming and screaming and screaming and all this time they had a whistle and never used it you know you understand what i'm saying so you have to remain calm you know okay so man uh, a, a lot of time has been going by uh jesse so at this time, man, do you have any questions that you would like to ask me or anybody in the audience at this time? And before you answer that question, 
uh, Jesse. So right now, if you're in the audience and you have a question for Jesse, what I need you to do is to use the question bubble at the bottom of the screen. If you have a question that you would like to ask Jesse, I mean, this guy's pretty knowledgeable, man. Now's the time to key those questions in. I encourage that you use the question bubble at the bottom of the screen because sometimes questions do get lost in the comments. All right, Jesse, so you have any questions for me? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna just, I'm just gonna rattle them off for you, okay? Has there ever been a time, Thurl, that you've been on a hike and you said, and where was it at? Where you said, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I do what I do. Yes. Okay, so I can even talk about a recent hike, man. So Boulder Canyon. Boulder Canyon in the soups, man. So I saw some pictures of Boulder Canyon on all trails. And I was like, okay, it looks like a pretty cool hike. But the whole time that I'm doing this hike, I mean, it so far it has been the most scenic hike that I have personally been on in the Superstitious Mountains. And, I mean, I, I know there are several other hikes out there. But, I mean, the views was just incredible, man. Um, The first viewpoint that my wife and I got to, I mean, it was just incredible. And you would have thought that the hike actually ended there, but it didn't. And it gave a, an incredible view of Weaver's Needle. I actually have that video and shot on my, uh, my Instagram page. And as I kept going, once I got to the end of the designated Boulder Canyon Trail, the view again, it was, it was just amazing, man. And it was one of those hikes where I was like, yo, this is what it is. This is why I hike right here, man. Um, that was definitely one of them. And, hey, one of, my, one of my throwback hikes, man, that I can throw out, and this is a hike that everybody knows, man, is uh, Angel's Landing, bro. I can't lie, man. When I did Angel's Landing, I was a young hiker. I was not prepared. I did not know three-quarters of what I knew about hiking. Now, my wife and I, we went out to Arizona, did, I mean, to Utah, to Zion, did not. Doing Angel's Landing was not even in the plan, bro. Did you not, Jesse? I uh, asked the, the park ranger, where is everybody going? He told me, did not know the mileage. I did not know anything. I just grabbed a small little thing of water like this, put it in my pocket, <laughs> and I decided to tackle this this hike, bro. And when I got up there, man, I could not believe it, bro. I mean, that was one of the best, most scenic hikes that I have just ever done, man. And it's like once you get there and you're on those chains, I don't even really know if that's a hike, man, because it's like you're doing so much climbing, and, and 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 just climbing, man, and that, that's that's number two, bro. Yeah, man. Question. What's your pet peeve about hiking? Oh man, my biggest pet peeves, bro, is is trash and seeing graffiti, bro. Like I I can't. Oh man, it gets me so angry, dude. Like I just I can't stand that. I can't stand that, bro. I can't stand seeing graffiti. Or trash, and a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I follow on Instagram, I know out in the in the California area, I see so, so much graffiti, bro, 
even on the waterfalls and stuff like that. And I'm just like, like, how do you even think, why do you think it's cool to graffiti on the side of a waterfall? Like, how, how does that make sense to anybody? Like, I, I, I just don't understand that, man. Uh, the tunnel that you and I went to, that you took me to, man, I see all this graffiti inside and outside, and I just, I just don't get it. Like, there's, there's a time and there's a place for graffiti, bro. Like, and I respect graffiti artists and all that stuff, man. Listen, I get it. I respect it as a teenager. I used to do that stuff, man. But I just feel like you got to separate nature from from the graffiti stuff, man. Like it's 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 got to be some type of separation uh, involved, man. And trash, like come on, man. Like just like the rule says, you got to pack it in, and you got to pack that stuff out, bro. I mean, it's just that simple. When you got there, the trail was looking nice. That's because nobody decided to drop trash. Don't be the guy or woman that's dropping trash, bro. And I, that's just me, man. That's why I'm so vocal about that because it it it, it really uh gets onto my skin, man. Um, let me. So what what's one of your pet peeves, real quick? Mine, real quick, is and I told you this: people that don't pick up after the pets. And secondly, is when you say good morning to another hiker coming. You oh my god! They ignore you. That drives me nuts. You know. So. Oh man, hey, me and you, dog. No, when we get off here, we can talk about that, man. Because I can't stand that, and there are so many uh, reasons I could come up with why people do that, but. We're going to talk about that off the show, man. All right, man. The time is ticking down, so here's a question for you, Jesse. And this is by our friend, the Wolf Man, uh, Ought to See. So here's the question from Wolf. Jesse, do you plan on hiking southern Arizona anytime soon? Uh, you know, I, yes. And he's actually one of the guys I actually would like to take out there. Um, uh, very south. I mean, I've, I've, I've run into Wolf um, at the Chiricahua. That's pretty far south, but I want to take them further south, uh, which is a place called Portal, is, which is the probably the biggest cave that I know that he'll ever see in his life. You know, so, and I do hope to go look for an arch here and there with him. But yeah, I do want to, I do want to line up something with him, maybe get you out there you know um you know too so and props to wolf because he's one of the other one of the guys that actually inspired me what into doing what i do there are things that inspire you in life to do what you do and there are people that inspire you to do what you do and wolf yeah wolf is that guy bro wolf is definitely you and wolf are definitely those guys man and i'm glad that I have made friends with both you guys, um, not just on Instagram, but in 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 real life, man. Uh, it's one thing to meet somebody online, but to meet them in person and to find out they're really cool is hell, man. And and to actually go out on adventures, uh, you know, with them is 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 very special, man. So you know, I, I definitely treasure the friendship that I have with you and Wolf, man. All right, Jesse, this is pretty much it, man. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. 
how can everybody watching the show right now follow you, man? Well, I am. Um, I I just ask uh, if people. I'm not looking. I, I, it's nice to have followers, but what I'm looking to do is to inspire and keep the fire burning within other adventurers, explorers, and hikers. So I do, I, I put out um, my places that I've been to. I just recently did Rim to Rim, bro, in the Grand Canyon. Oh, nice. So, but I do post out, I do put out um, uh, posts out there on Instagram. Um, you, they can follow me on, on uh, at Yoast. Uh, what is it, Yost John three sixteen on Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm also in some in some other groups um, off off of Facebook, and then I'm on TikTok. I think I'm like what is it J underscore or Jay Z sixty six on TikTok kind of thing, just to see where I'm at. So you know, but um, okay, but yeah, that's that's really about it. Okay, so y'all heard it, man. Uh, follow my boy Jesse. At Yost John 316, that's Y O S John 316. He is the truth, the way, and the light, y'all, in, in regards to hiking. And the thing about it, though, they can follow me, they don't have to pay for gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can just follow me. They can come along for the ride, they don't have to pay for gas. It's a free ride. So. Hey, that's it, man. And we know gas prices is super high right now. For, for like 419 or 450 at the pump. Uh, I, I, I'm not making this political, but I don't know what the hell uh, Biden is doing. And with that, uh, if this is your first time that you're watching the show right now, we are here every single Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. if you're in Alaska, and 5 p.m. if you are in Hawaii. It's your boy, Thorough Alexander, and I'm signing out. Peace.